Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Ask the GP on Lunchtime Live. Every Monday afternoon, you have the opportunity to get your medical questions addressed. And today, Dr. Siobhan Chidley is with us on the programme. If you if you have a question for Siobhan, actually, you can send it in to me on WhatsApp. That's 087-1400-106. Siobhan, I mentioned a little earlier you were going to be here and I have lots of messages to get through. But before we do that, you might just maybe talk us through some of the things that we um, it would be worthwhile to have in our own medical whatever, box, cabinet, press, whatever we have at home. What do we need for the next week, Siobhan? We need tenacity and patience. It's the <laughs> thing we need, but obviously yeah. we can't put that in the bag. Um, well, I'd be looking, I suppose you've got to look at adults versus children. So we start with children. Make sure you have Calpol and Nurofen because they tend to get excitable. Um, often, as luck would have it, they get sick. So if you've got the Calpol and Nurofen on hand, Plasters for the cuts and grazes, you know, probably useful to have a bandage in case somebody turns an ankle, you know, driving on that new bicycle. So that would be probably the children. Burns, I'd say always in case you're bringing that turkey out or doing the, you know, when you've got the steamer and you take it off and it goes onto your hands, which I tend to do quite a lot. So a burn cream would be useful. Um, Diorolite, you know, if somebody gets a vomiting bug or you know, God forbid, if your turkey goes wrong, it's probably useful to have something like diorolite, imodium. Aloe vera is very useful for burns or little injuries and things like that. Probably that would be all that I could think of. Yeah, just stock up. I mean, I know I'm only getting over it myself, but it nearly seems like everybody is dosed at the minute, Siobhan. Yes, definitely. I mean, oh, you know, if you get one of those flu remedies, it's useful, probably a cough bottle. You know, although cough bottles are not ideal, you know, honey and lemon is good enough. Um, I'm not sure if I can recommend it, but a hot whiskey is great. So um, <laughs> a bottle of whiskey is probably useful to have. I don't know if that's a medical thing. Um, yeah, it's just sort of the general things. And, and I think another important thing is to make sure you know <clears throat> what your out-of-hours service is so that if there is a problem, who to mm. ring and who when to ring. Because it's important to know when to ring the hospital <clears throat> Excuse me, and when to ring uh, the likes of the K-Doc or the Mid-Doc or your out-of-hours GP service. Because what we're finding now is that a lot of people are coming to the out-of-hours GP service who are really quite unwell and possibly in an emergency. And really those people should be either going to the local pediatric unit or the hospital and then to look and see who is your out-of-hours GP service and then for GP problems, mm. come to the GP. Okay, good stuff. So good. I think those are good. Yeah. Just, you know, touch base with... Good with advice. the website of your practice, just to know what would you do in the case of needing care over the over the holiday period. Some of our listeners' questions, Siobhan. Uh, this texture says, I've had a reoccurring severe pain in my chest over the past three years. After three episodes over the last month, I was diagnosed with, is it costrochondritis? The pain lasts an average 10 to 15 minutes. It's totally random. Once woke me up during my sleep as well. Any advice on the best way to manage the condition? It's a very painful thing, costochondritis. It's an inflammation of the the cartilage between the ribs <clears throat> and the sternum. And it, it's no different to say the inflammation you would get in your, your fingers or your, your in, in your in your knuckles or in your wrist. And it's very important one is to you could use a local gel which helps on it, but stretches. 
um, you know, the, you know, Pilates and strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. It's very important to do that for the chest wall. You know, people are always interested in looking at their core and they're looking at their, you know, their limbs. But the chest wall needs strength and conditioning as well. And stretching is very, very, very important. And using an anti-inflammatory. But the problem with costochondritis is it is one of the causes of chest pain. So just because it wakes you from night and you think it's your costochondritis, always be aware that it can be something else. There are cardiac causes to chest pain, the stomach causes to chest pain, the lung causes to chest pain. So don't always assume that it's costochondritis just because you have that diagnosis. Physiotherapy also helps with costochondritis. Okay. This texter says, my menstrual cycle is all over the place at the moment, totally unpredictable. It only started about four or five months ago. I've always been um, quite regular prior to that. I'm definitely not pregnant. Any idea what it might be? That's a, I mean, it's important there to note what age is, the, the person yeah, they don't say actually, but... Yeah, that's a little bit tricky if you don't know the age. But a menstrual cycle that's all over the place in a sort of a 16-year-old, probably reasonable. A menstrual cycle that is all over the place in a 48 to sort of 52-year-old, possibly reasonable. Um, you know, in younger women, you'd expect it to be a lot more regular. And the, the question is, why are they concerned are they trying to become pregnant? If that's the case, you need to see somebody and check why it's doing that. Um, it, it, it's a, probably the reason behind it is important and it's difficult to say that without knowing how old the person is. A listener wondering um, about their husband who's diabetic. He has a cough every morning and he wakes up when he wakes up and also after he eats. He's fine otherwise throughout the day uh, during these times. He did go to the GP, wasn't referred for any tests. He was told he's nothing to worry about and they put him on a stomach gastro tablet. I'm worried though there could be more going on, says this listener. Again, there's probably not enough detail in there. You know, persistent cough always needs looking at, and I'm not sure how long the the listener had the cough before they went to the GP. Stomach and reflux is a very common cause of an early morning cough. So it's quite reasonable to be started on something for the stomach. But if it persists despite that initial treatment, I'm sure the expectation of the GP is that that your husband will go back in and then they'll look at the next more common causes of it. So I'm sure that's just the first port of call. And just because like at that moment, it's not a thing to worry about. If it persists over a week or two with the treatment, then it's important to go back to the GP and they will do more investigation. Okay. 087-1400-106. That's the number if you have a question for Dr. Siobhan Chidley. This listener says, I'm in the process, Siobhan, of switching back from vegan to a normal diet. I have no problem eating some meat, but I cannot digest dairy, the likes of cheese and cream in particular. Is there anything that might help with that, please? Um, well, obviously, the listener really wants to include milk into the diet. It's, was the listener able to take dairy before following a vegan diet? It would be probably an important question to ask because perhaps that listener is dairy intolerant anyway. But if you go onto Google, there's a thing called the milk ladder. And if they go, she can, or he or she can just go onto, the, onto Google and look up the milk ladder. And what that shows you is how to reintroduce dairy and dairy products into your diet if you have a bit of intolerance as opposed to an allergy to it. 
Okay. Um, this texter is wondering about suffering from terrible heartburn. They say sometimes it really comes out of nowhere when I haven't been eating or anything. I can't find a common um, thread to it. I do tend to consume a lot of heartburn tablets. Is it true that they're not good for you? And if not, what else should I be doing? Again, um, there's not enough history there. We don't know the age. We don't know, um, you know, if it's a male or female. It's it's important to know the age. A heartburn in itself, if you're taking lots of heartburn tablets and it's not getting better and it's completely random and it's not linked to eating, it's difficult to say that that is definitely heartburn. You know, there's lung causes of that, but there's always underlying heart conditions, especially in a female um, you get atypical presentations of what would you imagine to be a cardiac chest pain. So heartburn can be a sign of cardiac issues. So if it's random, it's not linked to eating, and heartburn tablets are not helping. It's not so much that the heartburn tablets are not good for you. That's another issue. Mm. It's, is it good for you to be taking heartburn tablets for something that might not be heartburn? That's probably worth it. So it's back to, to your own GP, is it, Siobhan, for, for follow-up? Like that is, it's actually okay. really important to go to the GP because it's easy to think it's heartburn. And heartburn is not always gastric. Heartburn is not always made better by heartburn tablets. I mean, obviously, ongoing of any tablets that's not necessary mm. and you don't have a diagnosis is not good for you. Uh, please ask the doctor why I'm feeling really weak and tired. I'm just getting over RSV. I've taken a course of steroids and antibiotics. Any remedies? Uh, well, rest is the first thing. Weak and tired and not feeling great after RSV. RSV is a very debilitating virus. It does make you feel awful. And the thing is with the human condition is we don't rest when we should. It's the flu, really, isn't it? It's the respiratory. Yes, and it's a respiratory virus, and it's terribly debilitating. And as with all viruses, one needs to rest. Lots of fluids rest. Lots of fluids rest. And the human condition is that people don't. They think it's somehow important to stay going and to point out that they're staying going. But actually, (laughs) fluids rest. Paracetamol rest. Paracetamol fluids rest until they feel better. Sometimes a little bit of a tonic helps. Eating well. You know, smoothies, broccoli, all the good green things, orange juice, okay. spinach, you know, all the natural things. Uh, this texture has chronic sinusitis, Siobhan. Every morning when I wake up, my head is absolutely banging. Doesn't lift until about midday. Is there anything I can take to help clear it? I do use um, Sinutab and a nasal rinse every day at the minute. Um, the Sinutab in itself is only recommended for a couple of days. So actually what happens if you keep using a Sinutab, you get a rebound congestion, which makes sinusitis worse. So the first thing is to try and wean off the Sinutab. The second thing is every morning if if he or she is waking up with the head absolutely banging, it's possible that it's super infected and needs an antibiotic. So it's probably something that needs to be looked at. But um, looking at allergies and seeing if they're allergic to anything is important. Sometimes an antihistamine helps. The sinus rinse is very important. But my first port of call would be to try and reduce on that Sinutab because that's going to give a rebound. Okay, that's interesting. Um, Another interesting one that's come in here, uh, Siobhan, from a listener who says, I was bitten by a false black widow spider several weeks ago and I've had bad neurological symptoms ever since. Is there anything I can do? 
I wouldn't know that. <laughs> I actually wouldn't know that. A, a, a black widow spider bite, all spider bites can cause neurological symptoms, and the extent of it is not clear there. But I wouldn't know exactly what to do with that, no. Okay, so is that, they need to go to a... Well, definitely. I mean, definitely, you know, you have to have your first port of call as the GP. But, you know, obviously, I haven't. it's a few weeks ago, so it doesn't sound like it's an emergency. So if it's not an emergency, the GP is the first place to go. And it wouldn't help to go to an out-of-hours service because if it's neurological symptoms after a bite, Mm -hmm. that's certainly going to require um, neurology or some sort of specialist input, which obviously you have to go to your GP for referral. Just a final one, this listener, I'm four days into a flu, no temperature, cough, sore throat, runny, running nose, sometimes bleeds as well. Sore throat has woken me up at 4am in the morning for the last two consecutive nights. My stomach is sickened from taking paracetamol. Any advice, please? Uh, well, it has, I'm not sure if the person has been checked out just to make sure that it's just a, you know, it's just a viral respiratory cold. Because if it's been four days, you'd hope that they're starting to feel a little bit better. You know, if the sore throat is wakening them at night, possibly just check that there isn't a strep that's got into the throat. But, you know, it is paracetamol that you have to take. Make sure you eat, make sure you sleep, make sure you rest. And I know it's not um, supposed to be recommended, but a hot whiskey is a very good thing to take when you're not <laughs> feeling very well because the, the whiskey is slightly sedative as well. And the lemon has got the vitamin C in it. The cloves have got the immune boosters and the water, the hot water thins everything. So you just get a good sleep. And then while you sleep, you heal. So that would might be useful if the, the listener can take whiskey. Good stuff. Listen, Siobhan, thanks a million as always. Enjoy Christmas if I'm not yeah, chatting to you between now and then. That's Dr. Siobhan Chidley, of course. Ask the GP back every Monday afternoon. Well, not next Monday because it is Christmas Day, but the following Monday. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.